covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes area. This is the Listen Local Podcast with Jacob Blazer and Colton Mayer. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Listen Local. I'm Jacob Blazer, joined as always by Colton Mayer and Isaiah Mungan. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's been a little bit. It's a couple weeks. Yeah. We, we tried, tried and failed on a. That was a test. Sound. We were, we were testing something. <laughs> there was a new. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about traders in, in just a bit, but there's a new conference room that you went all out on, and we really wanted to have our podcast in there. I don't think it's totally the room. I think it's sort of the equipment, maybe where we were sitting in the room. But yeah, it sounded like we were in a cellar. A little reverb a, off yeah. the windows. <laughs> yeah. and, so and everything I'm else, glad so. we could test that out because now we know we need some buffers in there if we ever do that again. Yeah. I'm excited about today's location. It's a, a, lot, yeah. a lot more conducive. It sounds great already. I can already hear. There's we're no Roundhouse. Way. We're yeah. going to dive into that here momentarily. But yeah, big, big things happening in town. Isaiah, what's up with you? Jacob, how does it feel to be back at the scene of the crime where you got your ass kicked in axe throwing? <laughs> Isaiah, you were my teammate. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, <laughs> nothing to that. That is right. <laughs> nope. No, but that night, I don't like to lose, but I also don't like to get destroyed in things. And I, So since that day, where, wherever I am, whether it's here, oh, I just bumped my mic, whether it's here or there's a place down now in Mall America where we test it out once in a while when I'm down there working, I, I think I'm ready to go again. I, I have a really good feeling. I almost beat Nurk, our buddy Nurk, who looks like Sasquatch or Paul Bunyan or whatever, you know, like he, he looks like he'd be good at axe throwing. I beat him. Yeah. So that, that says something. Um, thank you for bringing that up. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were at Roundhouse um, in the axe throwing room. The rec room. The rec the w. room. Yeah. The the rec room um and it sounds great so glad to be here i mean we've we've seen the growth of of roundhouse and everything and it's pretty cool now that they're in this i don't even want to say new location they've been here a little bit now why don't you introduce our guest yeah we're here with mark the wicca how long you been here mark when when did you guys move in we moved in uh, august of 2020 so it's been just over a year Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what better to do in the middle of a pandemic and a recession than to pack up your bags and buy a building and move on in and expand but uh it actually worked out really well well received though right like i mean you guys moved in it was like it felt like it was seamless like suddenly i don't i never ventured down to brainerd much um yeah but when i was in brainerd we'd always say well let's go check out roundhouse yeah but it was more of like a transient like stop by have one beer leave and as soon as you came here it was like oh this makes sense and now it's like hang out and you know have a few and invite friends and yeah, you know, if they show up later, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, for all intents and purposes, it was very seam- seamless. I think from the consumer's perspective, which is what we really wanted wanted to establish and create. Um, it was a tough move. You know, we were really, we really, you know, built our brand um, and our presence in downtown Brandon in the shops. You know, our, our railroads, our theme, and uh, it was it was a hard move to make. Um, and you know, like any risk, you, you don't know what it's gonna, how it's gonna end up. But it has turned out to be a, a really good decision. Um, we're we're very grateful for the opportunity to be up here, and it's definitely um, it's definitely helped us, you know, branch out and reach not only a different a different market, but to uh, create other opportunities uh, within this market, other than you know just the craft beer experience too. And your production, right? Like production. 
double, triple? Well, yeah, our, the system that we moved into is probably about three times as big. Um, there's a few other factors that weigh into that, but essentially, yeah, we, our capacity um, for putting out volume is, is roughly tripled. Wow. Yeah. So before we dive all the way into the move over here and everything that goes into this spot, give us a little backstory on you. Have you always been in the brewery industry? Has this always been something you've wanted to do in your life? Do you have something totally different and this just happened? Sort of like myself and drones, you know, what's what's your backstory, Mark? Yeah, thanks. Uh, that's, that's a guy, I suppose, right. Um, obviously, you have to, you just have to have a passion about beer um, and an, an interest in that. I had, um, I had seen... I've always had this idea that I wanted to create something. I wanted to build something and didn't really know what that was. Um, I, I have a German uh, degree, uh, which I guess automatically qualifies me as, as able to be interested in beer. Beer expert. <laughs> <laughs> right? um, and I walked uh, through, through, took a couple different, um, you know, work uh, opportunities over the years and bounced around a bit. And uh, then my wife and I started a family, you know, moved to Brainerd and I was a stay-at-home dad. And just kind of trying to scratch that itch of, is this, I mean, not that that's not fulfilling, it absolutely is, but I always wanted to, is there, can I do something more? Should I do something more? Um, and then I had um, kind of reacquainted myself with an old kind of family friend from Staples. I grew up just down the track along with um, Dan Meyer, my business partner. And we just started literally meeting over a cup of coffee and brainstorming like, I, I think we could maybe make something like this happen. Dan, of course, has done some home brewing and has an interest in beer as well. And we both knew that we wanted to create something and run a business, but um, what we didn't necessarily want to do all the, the brewing itself. Um, Dan has a classmate and another fellow uh, stapleite from down the tracks uh, named Chuck Martin. He's been our head brewer from day one and uh, still continues to do so today. So that's kind of how we got it off the ground. And then we searched for a location. You know, we, we felt that there was a void in the Brainerd market. Uh, so we were able to do uh, that's the reasoning behind why we started in the rail yard plus it helped with the branding and what we were trying to accomplish as well and then that was uh, that proved to be very successful uh, for four years uh, our lease was coming up for renewal and we were somewhat restricted in our growth so we knew that in order to build this to be a little bit bigger we needed more space so we moved from a 4,000 square foot facility to 14,000 square foot mm -hmm. so um, the diversification has been a big, big motivating factor. So now we, we still provide what we feel is a fantastic product and a wonderful craft beer and brewery experience. Um, but we've also been able to add where you we are now, and you've mentioned the rec room. Um, so axe throwing is a is an added little perk to uh, to the facility. Um, we have a private event center that can hold events for up to 150 people, and we've built out a kitchen. So we are now able to provide food uh, in a, we call it the dining car, in a sort of a indoor food truck capacity. And um, we've also got a giant patio and stage, which has been just a fantastic hangout for, for the summer crowds. They love to listen to the music and sit outside in the patio and have a beer. You said earlier, you're, this is like just over a year being in this building. Yeah. And you guys went from beer doing just the brewery side of things. And now you have all these different facets just because of a building and just because now you have this move. How has that been all of a sudden, like zero to a hundred, adding the rec room and, and adding all these additional businesses? I'm sure it's been kind of nuts. Yeah, it, it has been. I mean, it's been crazy, but in a good way. We've, um, we, we certainly, that was what we wanted to, that's what we envisioned. So we embraced it. Um, and I, I come back to this again and again, and I think 
Um, the reason that it's been successful is because we have an amazing team on board. Um, we surround ourselves with good quality people who want to work, who really believe in the vision that, that in our vision of, of creating an amazing craft brewery experience. And the, the ability to diversify that um, is only made possible because of the fantastic team that we've got on board. Yeah, and I think it's all about the experience too. I mean, like Colton said, it's it's now now it's not just stop and have a beer. It's stop, have a beer, invite friends. Hey, we're here. Come hang out. Live music. There's things to do. You could spend you know a whole weekend here and you know not not see the same person or not have the same beer twice too. I mean, it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and you could have you could probably tell anybody like yeah, we've been here for six or seven years and nobody would bat an eye. I'd be like, oh okay. Yeah, it seems like everything's running that smoothly. Like it's just. Like it's like it's been here. It fits. It's just you guys have created an experience that just works. So we moved in a year ago. How much? How much infrastructure was here because of Galdam? The so when we bought the building, it came with their production equipment. Um, so that was uh, that was huge. I mean, that was that was very significant and a and a, a big factor in you know helping swing our decision that this was the right move for us. Um, Obviously, we had to do a bunch of testing with that and run through, and then you know everything was was operating properly. You know, then you clean and you know you do your test runs and make sure everything is um, is adequate and up to par. Um, so the infrastructure that we you know inherited um, that was the big part of it. We still wanted to change the layout of it a little bit just because of the vision that we had within the tap room. We added some some elevated seating, uh, a mezzanine that we call the platform. A lot of that was COVID driven because we were able to increase our seating capacity then because back when we were at 50%, you know, we could only have 25 people in our tap room right. or whatever it was. It might've been 60 actually. And then with the added uh, seating, then we were able to add that many more people. So yep. it was an expense and we knew it was going to be long-term, but it also had a, a little bit of an immediate return as well. But we really wanted the, the feel of this place to, to emulate more of kind of the industrial uh, railroady historical theme and brand that we've built. I mean, there actually is a lot of uh, railroad, you know, history in this area as well. And we're trying to, you know, through some of our historical pictures and, and imagery and a lot of our branding um, still carry that up into this facility. Is it the 150 year old, you know, brick that you could practically smell when you walked into the old MP shops? No, and I'm not about to move 150 year old brick either. We, we couldn't exactly replicate that, but we tried to, bring our brand and what we're trying to accomplish with that uh, feel um, with us. And I think we've created that pretty well in our tap room. I definitely think so. I think there's a lot of like, it doesn't feel like you moved. It, yeah. it really, it really doesn't. Huge. That's probably one of the better, better compliments I've gotten. So thank you. That's, that's really, cause that's what we're really working hard to achieve. Cool. So over the last decade, we've seen breweries and microbreweries become one of the staples of new businesses almost. We've seen a ton in the cities. One of the things we ask all of our guests each week is why the Brainerd Lakes area. It's sort of like why we started this podcast. We want to know why the Brainerd Lakes area means so much to them. Why do you think it was so important for this area to come to this spot? Uh, for Roundhouse to come to, yeah. this, to this location? I think you, I come back to like our first, you know, kind of our first motivating factor to, to start this. And it was a, um, we felt that there was a void. Yeah, you know, Jack Pine and Patrick had built, you know, a fantastic product and a and a really unique location, and just started um, started that over in the Baxter Industrial Park. And you know, clearly, it obviously had had legs. Most people know that story, and he was he's been um, and remains, you know, very very successful. And um, we sort of, you know, initially felt that he was on that side of the tracks, and we'd go on the other side of the tracks. But we what what drove us 
honestly, was this <laughs> almost this this fear, this fear that if, if we don't do this, somebody else is gonna, and I'm gonna be mad because I know <laughs> I can do this. And and that's it's great motivation. Um, and honestly, I think it worked, you know. And and even though we went from Brainerd up to here, we were still in an area that uh, relies that doesn't it does rely heavily, it leans heavily on the tourism, but there's also there's a lot of local people, a lot of year-round people in this area. And it's a big and it's a broad and it's a spread out market. So for us to move from Brainerd to Nisswa, you know, on the surface, if I think if you live here, you might think that's a big move. That 13 miles is a big move. But if you're not from here, I don't think it's that big a move. Right. Um, but so in that regard, I think we, are st- we were able to do this and pull this off and still cater to our local customers and capture even more of our, um, you know, the touristy customers mm-hmm. too. So in a really long-winded answer. Sorry about that. That's, um, it's the, the, this market has such a diverse, um, opportunity and customer base in, in local and tourism. Colton, that, that, uh, beat the competition mentality is like somebody else I know over across Uh the table. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it is one of the biggest motivators there, there are in life. I mean, you come up with an idea that, you you fester over and you keep thinking about it and you try to push it off your mind and then you're driving down the road and all of a sudden it's back in your head and you're you're two hours past your destination and you didn't even realize it like that's when you know you have something real and it's fun to see it come to fruition yeah yeah the don't don't do this because i already planned on it and don't tell any don't say anybody because i need i need one more day to figure this out something Um, else yeah something else that's become extremely popular too is what you have right here in the rec room the axe throwing yeah we've seen it pop up all over the place but there was once again a void in the Brainerd lakes area nobody had it we've been seeing it when we've been traveling maybe up at the north shore maybe in the cities or maybe somewhere else colorado yeah what what all went into this decision was that sort of the main factor that it was another um thing that's becoming more and more popular and there just isn't that option here in the area yeah I, th- I think that was the biggest part of it um it was it was clearly something that um the industry had embraced as kind of coming part and parcel with a brewery it mm-hmm. was there there were x rooms x throwing was associated with breweries <laughs> and you know god bless those people who started that trend um <laughs> because i, I think it, it's a ironically people think it's not a natural fit because there's always the alcohol and sharp objects but <laughs> a, a brewery is not a bar either i mean people who are coming here share an experience and they're by and large they're not they're not over drinking right they're not they're not you know over consuming to the point that it becomes an issue um plus we have a really good staff again that manages that but yes it was the opportunity that we saw in the market it paired well with what we were doing and then the move up here to niswa we walked into this room that we're in now and it was an office space before and i give dan full credit on this one because he had the vision and all i saw was a crap load of work to do <laughs> but he looked at this and he's like this is our action room and we kind of measured it out and what the lanes need to be and lo and behold it it the layout just it really came together that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah well, i know we've had fun in it already so if if you so anyone that's listening that hasn't been here it is such a cool spot just i mean what a, like there's just the benefit of this place just has all of the opportunities. Yeah. If, if it's a if it's a nice sunny day, sit out on that patio. Yeah. Rain comes. Yeah. You can't go out on the lake. You can't sit out there outside and, and enjoy the sun. You yeah. Have six lanes to come in and hawk axes and, and drink <laughs> some good beer. Yeah, it's it's been a couple rainy Saturdays that have just kind of come up spontaneously, and we've been understaffed, and you know you can't really. We're, we're learning to try to look at the forecast ahead of time. And it's like, Oh, rain matters. It, I mean, when it rains, it's like, Holy crap, we got to get on all hands on deck up here because it does it. it it's something that people, people want to go out and do something. So it's another offering for them to do. 
I, I laugh because I, I think I brought it up during the Rafferty's episode yeah. a couple weeks ago, but there was a rainy day. It was a rainy Wednesday. And my wife and I, you know, once or twice a week try to have just like work from home days where we both just sit together and have lunch and, you know, mm-hmm. work on our computers, but at least it's not real work. Yeah. Um, so we came here. Yeah. And we were going to eat um, from the, what are we calling it? The, the dining cart. The yeah. dining cart. Yeah. Um, but we got here and it was, it was a Tuesday and I okay. think it was closed. Oh, right. Yeah. It was, it was a Monday or Tuesday, and I think right. the food was closed. And as we walk in and realize it's closed, the rain starts. <laughs> I would say, oh, no. Yeah. Get a table. I ran to Rafferty's, grab a takeout pizza. <laughs> By the time I got to Rafferty's, I had to call ahead. They had to run the pizza out to my car because there was no parking anywhere in Nisswa. Wow. <laughs> got back here, and the place was full. On a I mean, Tuesday. Th- yeah, on yeah. a Tuesday yeah. with that balcony, that mezzanine seating. Yep. Uh, I mean, it was plumb full. There wasn't, I had to park on the street <laughs> out here on, what is this? Smiley. Yeah. Uh, Smiley Road, yeah. I had to park up there, walk all the way down with pizza. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a chair. There wasn't a parking stall. The place was packed yeah. on a Tuesday afternoon. Yep. Yeah. Music I, to my ears. Yeah. So, and also we've, we, I think we've mentioned roundhouse on at least half of our episodes organically. And we, we talk about, cause we do this thing, local happenings, what's going on this mm-hmm. weekend. But every week we're like, who has music roundhouse? Like every week. So I think what you've done out there is super cool as well. But is yeah. that one of the things you see people, they might not even be into drinking beer, but are still coming and, and enjoying the music out there as well. That stage, honestly, you know, it, it came with the property. We didn't build that. It was built by the previous owners. And I certainly was attract. It, it was an attraction when we bought it, it's like, nice, that's a perk, mm-hmm. right? I, I didn't, even then, I didn't realize the potential of it. Mm-hmm. And just having gone through this summer, I mean, we were thinking when we were teeing up this summer that we'd do a, you know, have some little music, maybe Friday night, a little bit on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, by July, it was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had music. And it was because people wanted it. Mm-hmm. And and there's a really impressive amount of talent out there. Yeah. Um, I think it did help coming off of COVID that a lot of these musicians wanted to get back out and perform. Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll embrace, we embraced it. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really, really good addition to providing that experience. I mean, at the previous location, you would do music once, yeah. twice a month. Yeah, uh, we, we tried to do every Friday and Saturday, but our facility was definitely a little bit restricting. We did have a tiny patio out there where if the weather was appropriate, mm-hmm. some, you know, like a, an acoustic, yeah, artists could stand out there and do it. Um, a few times we could have a three or four piece band inside, but it was really tough to get that dialed in. I remember uh, one time the Rusty Crayfish band played. Yeah, and yeah. it was like there was I, like eight guys up there, and I was like, there for that too. Yeah, that, that those that. that band man, I, they are so <laughs> impressive and so fun, and the energy those guys put into it, and their sound is. Awesome. Well, when you get a, a bunch of you know high school band instructors and stuff like that together, yes, yeah. you know, you're gonna get some good sound, and it's so cool to, to watch those guys play. And now, just now, now have seen them here, yep. and like it's such a unique venue. And I mean, timing's been right too. I mean, with five years ago when you talk about live music, it really wasn't a thing. I mean, well, not here, not here, not like, here. Yeah, and I think that yeah. was the next. The next thing I was gonna get to is I feel like not only did you guys have that now have the opportunity to elevate what you provide, yeah. I think you also pushed the rest of the area to get on board with live music and build up their their offerings. Sure. And now instead of just Friday and Saturday for them, they're trying to catch up and they're bringing in really good bands. And yeah. I just feel like suddenly the Brainerd Lakes area just has really freaking good music I, every I think night so. of the week. I agree with you. And thank you. I don't certainly 
take credit for that. I, I think I, we've heard a lot of positive feedback from our artists that um, sort of mirroring what you're saying in that this area has really dialed it up a notch because not, not because they've had to, but because they could. I, that's the impression I get. Um, and again, these musicians want to come out and perform. They want to entertain people and the people want to be entertained. They want mm -hmm. a cool experience. And you know, the, the artists and musicians are able to showcase their talent. Uh, the customers are able to sit down and enjoy it and, and soak it in. And it's, you can, you can definitely sense that there's an increase of that uh, recognition in the area. Yeah. And I think, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's only going to get better. I think younger kids, local kids yeah. are going to start to take the opportunity to come and showcase their talents. Yeah. Um, on local stages everywhere. And I mean, I remember when we were growing up, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, there were a couple, yeah, a couple local musicians mm -hmm. that would play regularly. They'd have their one spot. Yep. Um, but I could, I could see, you know, five years from now, these kids latching onto the local music scene again and, and being out there right, right now, you look for a local musician, you got to go to Duluth, you got to go to Minneapolis, right. you know, some, yep. some in St. Cloud, but I think, I think some yeah. people will, will come back from this area and just mm -hmm. start sticking sticking around the area and playing here. So that'd be fun. So. Yeah. Mark, what's been your biggest surprise? You said you've been here for just over a year now. Yeah. Well, in that year, what's been your biggest surprise of the move or just opening up shop here? Um, I think the biggest surprise has been the the opportunity that the, the potential that we still have and what I'm recognizing, what I've recognized, there are so many people that we can reach that haven't been here yet. Mm -hmm. And if you're familiar with our building at all, it is a little bit of an unorthodox setup in that, you know, the front of the building, the street side is super pretty. That's, that's, you drive by, it's like the front of a postcard, that's a cover of a website. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's awesome, what a great looking brewery. And then you drive up and it's like, oh, wait a minute, where's the brewery? Because it's around <laughs> back, you know, you yep. gotta go to the back side. And I do a lot of my officing up in that front, and that, that happens to be the event center, and I do a lot of my officing up there all summer long people are walking in that wrong front door. And yep. it, it, on one hand, you're thinking like, come on guys, and yeah. we got signs figured out. But on the other hand, I'm like, that's awesome because yeah. these are people who haven't been here before. And it happens nonstop. So the biggest surprise has been the amount of traffic that comes by, that comes through this area and what, um, what they want. You know, they want that kind of all-encompassing experience. And we, we've been here a year and I can go out there, you know, this summer I was out there on any, on, if I'm on the patio on any, really busy weeknight or weekend night, I hardly recognize anybody. I mean, yeah, you've got some locals, and of course there are always some familiar faces, but there's new people coming here all the time, and that to me is exciting because we're just, we're, we're just starting on that. You know, we're just scratching the surface. We've still got more, um, you know, more people to reach. Let's get into October. Yeah, I, I would like just, that's yeah. why I just looked at my yeah. phone and I was like, wow, we haven't even gotten into no, what, we want, this is what we're so bugging good. you about. I mean, the, yeah. We're flowing really good right now, I think. So, yeah, okay, first off, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. If, you're, if you're a brewery, that's your 4th of July, Christmas, everything put into one, I would say. What, how much, ah, stress isn't the right word. How much <laughs> goes into creating the right Oktoberfest beer each year? The beer part of it, boy, that's, um, our, again, our brewer Chuck has sort of, uh, you know, laid the groundwork for that. And our first year that we were opened, um, you know, we knew Oktoberfest was going to be something that we wanted to do every year. And so we tasked him with, hey, come up with a great traditional Wiesen or Fest style Oktoberfest lager. And he did. And he did a couple test batches and knocked it out of the park. And it's a fantastic beer that we call Der Zug, which is German for the train. Um, okay. That's our beer. That's our beer that, uh, that we launch this time of year every year and use it to kind of celebrate and commemorate 
all things Oktoberfest. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the, the, the beer that got it going. And from there, we just, you know, we wanted to create some sort of an atmosphere that, gosh, you know, you can't, you can't replicate what goes on over there, but just get a, give us, you know, up, up North Minnesotan Scandinavians, a little taste of what that's like. <laughs> why don't you, why don't we go over the pond? Yeah. How many times have you been there? Uh, I've been to Germany probably half a dozen times. I've been to Oktoberfest well, twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is a, it's a, it's a party. Um, it's, it's great. And they, you know, it's, it is something that is just embraced over there. It's, I mean, it's, I, the closest thing I, I can even relate to is our state fair. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a festival of that magnitude. My kids, of course, I, I do own a, I do own the traditional lederhosen and my kids, every time I get it and this time of year and I put it on, they're like, Dad, I like your costume. I'm like, you, you, you guys realize this isn't a costume, yeah. right? This, this is, is, real this is what they wear over yeah. there. And it's the great, the, the neatest thing over, you know, you're you're traveling around Munich and it, it is this time of year, Oktoberfest is going on and you're just walking down the street and there they are. They're they're wearing their lederhosen and their dandrels just like they go to church with it. It's it's normal. <laughs> and it's really cool to, to see that. And uh, <laughs> people here get excited about that too. It's an opportunity to sort of embrace that fun tradition so what have you brought from what you've seen actually being at the Oktoberfest to here and the experience you're trying to create at Roundhouse that's a great one um, we have uh, obviously the, the beer is one thing and the other thing that it's just it, it's this it's this embracing festive social gathering where people of all different walks of life get together and they celebrate German culture um, you know, Oktoberfest is traditionally, it, it was a, it was a wedding party, uh, back in 1810, Prince Ludwig and Princess Teresa got married and it was a five day celebration. Um, Germans liked the party, the party got, got, kept getting longer and longer. And as it got longer and longer, um, the actual party was in October and that's where the Oktoberfest was born. But as the years went on. The Germans wanted the party longer and longer, but it was easier for them to go backwards because the days were longer and the weather was a little nicer. If they had gone forward into October, shorter days, colder weather. So, um, yeah, every, that's one of the bigger questions we get is, why don't you call it Septemberfest? If it's in <laughs> September, why is yeah. it in October? Um, and that's the reason. The reason is it so traditionally what it evolved to once it really started gaining, you know, um, you know, commercialism. Uh, it starts uh, traditionally the Oktoberfest in Bavaria starts the first weekend of October, and then they go backwards 16 to 18 days depending upon how the days uh, <laughs> fall on the calendar. But um, so it's almost you know it's a little over two week celebration that uh, that whole country embraces, and um, we try to bring with it the beer, that social cultural you're mingling with people you're going to sit down at the table you might sit next to a stranger but you're going to have a conversation with them you're going to raise a glass and prost you're going to get some fantastic german food and smells uh of course of course the music is a huge part of it um and just kind of the, the festive decorative style of what they do over there and so we try to emulate all of that uh, in our tap room and on our patio this coming weekend so we all know the movie The Hangover, right? So <laughs> in The Hangover, that's what, you know, that emulates everything that what could happen in Vegas, especially if you go on a guy's trip. Now, 
transitioning that into the movie Beer Fest. How That's accurate, what I think of. Yeah. How accurate is that of the real Oktoberfest? Am I going to get blamed here if I haven't seen Oktoberfest? No! Beer Fest? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colton, we'll go to you. It's Okay, well, you have I don't, to watch Beer Fest. I don't, know, I the, I don't know the answer to that question. It's, it's, it is, it's just a... a it's the Super Troopers guys. Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah, yeah. Enough said. I can yeah. get. I, I, can, <laughs> yeah. I get the premise of it. It's um, just team Team USA going to win the beer Olympics, yeah. <laughs> okay. and it starts at Oktoberfest. It's it's a very stupid college humor kind of movie, but it's it's fun. That's why I yeah, it was yeah. top five. <laughs> I, always, I always think of the Das Boot from that. Das Boot, yeah. Yeah. Turn out the bubble. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so no, that's the well that was a miss. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no that's, I, I can I can grasp what you're getting at. Yeah. But this weekend, uh, September 17th is Friday, 17th, yep. 18th. Yeah. Friday um, and Saturday, all day, uh, we're going to be celebrating. Um, the dining car uh, is going to be providing a, a one-trip buffet of all German food, um, and it's going to be a very good sampling of a bunch of different items. So we're, we're, we've, we've got a lot of talent in our kitchen, which we're very grateful for. So, um, yes, you will have a brat available, uh, and Schaefer's next door is, uh, collaborated and using uh, our beer to make those brats. Awesome. Um, there's going to be a number of other things. You're going to see Spätzle. You're going to see the, uh, braised cabbage. You're going to have sauerbraten. Um, I know I'm forgetting a couple different things. There's going to be some chicken, uh, and some pork and kraut meatballs. There's pretzels, of course, are going to be available. But the, the menu is going to be fantastic. Um, the music is going to be great. One of our servers' dads, who has lived and taught and uh, spent a lot of time in Germany, is bringing his little polka band. So we're going to have. That's awesome. Uh, it's, it's going to be a fun time. I'm I'm so proud. So Mark, you don't know my buddy Fluxy. That's what his nickname. But he's in the drone racing league on NBC, and he is a massive brewery aficionado i mean nice. he'll bring stuff from his, his go-to he's from the cities yeah and his go-to is drecker in yep. fargo yep so this weekend is drecker fest i believe um and he's like let's go up to fargo let's go up to fargo and i sent him <laughs> Oktoberfest and what's going on here he totally changed his tune he's coming <laughs> up here we're, we're gonna be here this weekend now nice. so awesome. so yeah he i mean I, isaiah you you know him mccall you know him and I, mark will have to introduce you because yeah he he awesome. will. He's one of those guys that'll be like, a little too much on the hops. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, uh, good. <laughs> the aficionado. No, he, but he looks like he looks like a dude from a biker. Like a, I don't. How yeah, would he's, you explain uh, him? He's ex-military. Yeah. But looks like a nerd sons of anarchy. Cross, nerd <laughs> yeah. crossover with sons of anarchy. He's a gamer too. Like, it's just weird. And and he's the top three, the third best drone pilot in the whole world. So he, it's like he needs some lederhosen. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he oh, would do that, it. Would, that would complete it. We should it. have him fly in Am- lederhosen. Amazon Prime overnight. <laughs> yeah. That get it here now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll have to bring him by. So Excellent. I'm just I'm just proud. I I talked him out at Drecker Fest where this was his thing. I told Colt this too. The Drecker is going with this is their how to get people their crowd in the door. The first fifty people get a tattoo, and I'm a free tattoo, and I'm like a real one. I'm thinking, oh, it's just like <laughs> one of those henna tattoos. No, 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 no. They're logoing their tattoos, are, and he has wow. sleeves, and so of course yeah, he yeah. wanted it. But nope, I even talked him out of a free tattoo. I, I feel like <laughs> That's I've impressive. accomplished one thing in my life. Sleep <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't know this about Fluxy, so we recorded about a year ago. 
this time last year, we took, we went around town and we got every local brewery's Oktoberfest. Yep. Um, and we sampled, we lined them up on the table. We had Zacharu Brew, who's a, a local beer blogger. Yep. Um, and it was the four of us and Fluxy sitting in the corner because he happened to be in town that night uh, to, re- to shoot some videos yeah, video for us. Yeah. Um, so we had all these beers, all these growlers and crowlers lined up on the table and we're going through it and we're being all serious. And finally, Fluxy's like, Okay, I need some. Uh, And it was like on our third beer. And then he starts going off and he's like talking talking about the profile and he's talking about the the origin of this thing. And he's like, can I see that can? And he goes, oh, this is coming from here and here and here. And we're like, okay, well, you need a mic. Yeah. Uh, You're going to take over. You know what you're doing. It was like, it reminded me of I'm just drinking beer. (laughs) He just... He just knew, like you said, the origin, the flavor. Like, I think I got a little bit of cinnamon in that one. I'm like, how in the hell did you taste that? <laughs> there are there are gifted people who can who can yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm I'm not one of them, but boy, that's that's. Impressive. I know it tastes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, I'll be like, yep, nope, yep, <laughs> like that's it. And I know it doesn't taste as good, and I'll still drink it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that was a fun one. We should do that again next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was oh, fun. It, it's. And this is this can be said about any beer that any of the local breweries put out. It's so cool to like go to each one and taste their style in every beer that they do. Yeah. But yeah. also taste how different an Oktoberfest could be produced yeah. across the board. You know? Like oh, yeah. you can go to you can come here and it's you can pick up a few of your beers and you say this beer came from Roundhouse. Yeah. And you can go to Snarky or you can go to Jack Pine. You can sure. go to Big X and you get that same thing. The beer tastes completely different and it hits the profile that they're trying, but you can still just mm-hmm. tell this came from Big X or this came from Roundhouse. Yeah. We should, maybe we should come up with like a, oh, what would we call it? The, the Crowinga boats or something. You know, in Germany, the, the Oktoberfest beers have to, uh, in order to be an Oktoberfest beer for the festival, there's, oh gosh, I want to say seven breweries who are allowed to produce it because there are seven breweries within the city, city limits of Munich. And so just by virtue of that, that's what they, so we've got, man, and you, you touched on it too, Colton. There are, there are so many good breweries in this area. And I think uh, we have really collectively helped put our area on the map for that. Mm-hmm. And I think people are realizing more and more that, holy crap, you guys up here are making really good beer and mm-hmm. it helps become a destiny. It helps create a good culture, a good strong culture. But where I was getting at with that is it'd be fun to, I don't know, literally I'm just talking off the top of my head, but we could have our, uh, we could have a crowing County Oktoberfest. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I've, I've, I've dreamt of that one, uh, for, for a couple of years of trying to bring together a local, you know, beer fest of sorts. Um, we go to all pines North almost every year and it's so fun to go with different friends, you know, some of the same friends, but also different friends and then meet up with other people while we're in canal park. Um, and to go around and just sample beers. And then at the end, everybody talks about who, who is their favorite and you can see people, Oh, I want to go back to this Mm -hmm. one. I want to go try this one again. How many times it's a Brainerd area mm-hmm. uh, yeah, brewery that people want to go back to and try again? Yeah, it, it's crazy because I even actually it was here where I met my friends. They're from St. Cloud and they do one big brewery tour every summer. So they go, they spend four or five days in wherever that location. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they would go to Duluth or the cities, or they even have good ones there in St. Cloud. But this summer, she said. I could not believe this is our favorite one. They've done this for like five or six years now. And they spent the weekend here over at, I think it was Craigans, but yeah, they just hit everyone from probably Jack Pine and they, and they went up to, no, 
Well, yeah, they hit that. But it was, Portage. is there one Portage? past Snarky? Well, there's one up in Hackensack. Hackensack. Yeah, Hackensack. Yeah. So they went from, from Jack Pine to Hackensack, I'm pretty sure. And they said it was the coolest thing. But the experience they had here, that was just another thing I wanted to throw out there. Watch the music, the big tables out there. They're chatting with people that weren't their friends. They're yeah. like, this is like... This is, and maybe it's because it was the first summer back from COVID too, Yeah, but maybe not. And, and it was just like, everyone's just having a great time. And I think that that says Brainerd Lakes area more than anything, you know, yep. I don't know if you can get that at other places or not, but you can't, I think that goes back to the location and, yeah. and the building itself. And it yeah. just, you have just a prime yep. piece of real estate and yep. that it matters more than, than you'll ever know. Yeah. But also like, you know, you're talking about the, the curb appeal of the building. Yeah. But then the warehouse feel that you get when you walk in down to the back door. It's true. Like, historically, breweries are always started in a garage, go to a warehouse, figure it out, yep. perfect it. Like, it still just has, it just, it checks all the boxes. So it's, Yeah, I, I do think fun... people, I think there is an allure to that industrial feel that people like. They like to feel like, like they are literally in the area that it's being made and they are, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's, I think one of the appealing things of mm -hmm. it. I also think that there's been, and this sort of goes towards what I feel has been a big draw to the craft uh, revolution in general. People are more and more in tune with where their stuff comes from, mm -hmm. no matter if they're eating it or drinking it, whatever it is. And the fact that they are coming in here knowing that the product that they're consuming literally was made on this site is people that's like awesome. that. They really embrace it. And that's, yeah. that's a, a cool thing that cool feature that all breweries are offering yeah and it's so cool you're talking about like you could go to every brewery in this area and then you can taste you know everybody's style and everything like that and now it's so fun to go when you travel it's like i'll go to a bar restaurant there and i won't even look at the menu i'll say give me whatever's local yeah because then you can taste what their local is and like i don't I can I can go get a you know a Coors Light and Golden anywhere and I can drink those on a summer day but like when I want to drink a good beer yep. and I want to go somewhere new or you know and just see what they've crafted and they've created in that area so cool I mean it's just yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah it's really um, true. I think we could we could talk about this all day <laughs> no honestly <laughs> we like beer yeah <laughs> yeah this fits um, Isaiah <laughs> do you have any cool little tidbits you want to add ah. or some questions or I mean Mark was well. like I, I have a feeling if you're gonna go questions about Oktoberfest or uh, so here's the yeah, thing I think Mark's um, oh boy. Um, this is my first time meeting Mark officially yeah um, and I was ambitious this week and, and we put some questions together for how local are you and now all of those questions are thrown out the window oh, because no. he's Pretty much answered them all. Uh, <laughs> so all right. he, told is, me, he told me about an hour before we got here. He goes, "I got some really good questions." Yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, so now it's uh, questions for uh, Colton and Jacob. Oh. Um, so give them a minute, and then if you you can chime in. Oh uh, no, you can answer. help me if you. If, yeah, can I phone a friend? Right. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Okay, so all right, so see what you got. Uh, when was the first Oktoberfest? Did you say 1910? <laughs> Don't look at him. <laughs> well, I'm going to go, I mean, I'm going to just do the old prices Right thing, and I'm going to go 1911. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. He said it. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> Can I answer tomorrow when I, I listen to the recording? <laughs> what was it? It's 1810. 1810. Oh. That was what I was questioning. Is it 1810 or 1910? <laughs> uh, where was it initially held? Oh, I think I know this one. Go ahead. Okay. So do I have to get like specific? Can't you say Germany? I mean, town would be better. <laughs> I mean, Bavaria, is Bavaria a town? I don't think I could give you points for Germany. Okay. Munich? 
Munich. That's what I meant. Bavaria, yes. Munich. So Munich is the correct answer. Yeah. Absolutely. You, did you expect me to do well on this? I thought you had that one. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> uh, who was the first brewery in the Brainerd Lakes area? Jack Pine. Hey, that, he sounds pretty confident about that. I'm going to go with that, Jake, too. What do you think? Jack Pine? Yeah. You sure? Final answer? No. Yeah. You're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. How many gallons roughly are consumed Ooh. each year at Oktoberfest. So uh, over, that, like here in I'm, Munich. Oh, in Munich. I was going to yep. ask Mark that. So Gallons. That, that should be his question. How many kegs? Oh. Is it by Gallons. Kegs? Gallons. How many? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the Mississippi River. <laughs> <laughs> Gallons. Oh, we need this on the metric system. <laughs> on the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll be way off, but I'm going to shoot high. Well, because it's, oh, geez, that many people? Two million. Okay. I'm going to go 500,000. Okay. My answer would not matter. I'm more curious of what the... Yeah. <laughs> Colt says one. He says one? One dollar, yeah. Bob. One dollar? <laughs> uh, the answer is one million, actually. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. So You had the million, right? That's a lot I had of the beer. one, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Great teamwork. Maybe here. I was thinking oh, metric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Uh, what percentage is the typical Oktoberfest beer drank at the famous festival? So over in Munich, not you know the this side of the pond's percentage. What percentage of the beer in the festival... Is the, the, yeah, the, ABV? The, yeah, the ABV of oh, okay. the typical Oktoberfest over at Munich. Hey, Mark, we'll go with you first. Why do I get to go first, huh? Yeah. Um, 5.2. Okay. I was going to say 5.7. 5.7. 6.3. 6.3. Uh, I got 6%, so you guys are all oh, in the oh, but yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was going to be heavier than, yeah. than, I didn't know than we'd it... expect. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what, what does Roundhouses typically come in at? Ours is, I'm going to, I should probably know off the top of my head. I, think, I want to say 5.4. 5.4. It's, yeah, right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the traditional, I, the, when I've been over there, I was a little bit surprised at how they, uh, their beers look because I, the first time over, I remember it just left an impression. I'm like, that, those aren't, why aren't they serving mm-hmm. Oktoberfest mm-hmm. beers? They were. They're, they're a little bit lighter in color. You know, where ours <laughs> has got that kind of more coppery amber look to it there's almost it's i don't want to say it's you know lager looking you know the light lighter pilsner looking but it's somewhere in between Hmm. um it's got a kind of a richer golden gold but not that um reddish version that we that we have yeah definitely um he actually said this too uh what was the original event that started oktoberfest oh yeah a wedding yeah, is that what it was? Like the mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, a wedding and in a few places I guess there was like a horse yep, race yeah. head held at the wedding too. Yep. So that was the original event and then they said, you know, that was fun. We should do that again next year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh man, gosh. Uh, what Minnesota town is known for the best MN Oktoberfest that's also been I recognized nationally? I do know this one. You go ahead. It's New Ulm. Shells? Shells Brewery, New Ulm? Nisswa, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's Next year. I, I to, to Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so what, yeah. what does it take? And maybe that's the idea you had of getting all the breweries together for, for an actual Oktoberfest. Mm. What does it take to take that number one spot? Because New Ulm, I mean, even growing up, my parents would go there. It, it's been, you know, a staple of New Ulm. Um, I don't know much else about New Ulm, but I know they have a good Oktoberfest. What will it take to take over that spot? That'd be, that'd be a tough order. There, there's such, um, 
the the German uh, heritage mm-hmm. is so rich down there. Okay. I mean, and and it's still it. I mean, it's it's not like the Germans settled it. There's still German people living, you know, like okay. generations that are living there. So the culture mm-hmm. is just in. It's like webbed into that town. Mm-hmm. It's there. Um, to overtake that, you, it'd be a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, not that it couldn't be done, but that would be quite a feat. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people coming together with a common interest of a, of a of a great big celebration that would you know embrace the culture and really kind of try to emulate it. So, you, you know, we're really good. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but like we're really good at like taking things that aren't in our culture and then embracing it. It's really awesome, like St. Patrick's Day. Um, we're not particularly <laughs> Irish, yeah. but we love the party on St. Patrick's. Once again, Day. it has to do with drinking alcohol. So. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but I could imagine. Like, it would be amazing to do a Crowing County type, like, yeah. all the breweries come together, everybody makes their Oktoberfest, yep. and have one big... I don't see why not. I think there could be a be lot of fun with that. I mean, Five so Rocks could come in and make a few fall-flavored cocktails, too, and you could have bring local... Bring out the re- schnapps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Local restaurants, you know, providing their take on the on the um, Bavarian sure. dishes. So, it, it could be a lot of fun. I was thinking maybe, Colton, you just need to go down to New Ulm and tell... These wonderful Germans about moving up to the lakes area because it's a win- it sounds like a win win for everybody. <laughs> Would you like to hear about my relocation package? Yeah. <laughs> I have peer beer coupons right. and yeah. houses. Oh man, no, this has uh, been awesome, Mark. Thank you so much for, yeah, for doing this. One last recap. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, so Oktoberfest uh, at Roundhouse is all day Friday and Saturday. Doors open at noon. We're going to be having. Um, food. The dining car is going to be providing food all day. Um, I will throw in a little a little shout to the uh, ladies from the Lakes Area Habitat for Humanity. They are helping us out in serving the food, and they're running some games. But this has been traditionally from the year we did it a fundraiser for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so supporting their purpose, we do feel very strongly about um, creating opportunities to give back to our community, and this is this is one way that uh, that we're doing that. So. A uh, portion of the proceeds uh, of both Friday and Saturday will be going, you know, to the Lakes Area Habitat for Humanity, and then um, yeah, there will be there's going to be games, there's going to be polka music, there's going to be dancing, obviously beer, food. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, and we mm-hmm. are excited to excited to have it. Um, last year was a little bit touch and go. We actually, given the the the, the nature of the way things were last year with COVID, it was a was a bit of a I, we didn't know what to expect and and it was a party people came out and had a good time the forecast looks great you know um having all these bodies outdoors is certainly far more conducive so i hope people feel safe and comfortable to, to be able to come out um but we're looking forward to a great weekend awesome i know we'll be there most <laughs> definitely <laughs> um thank you all once again thanks mark and thank you all for thank listening you. to listen local and we'll catch you next week